Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Welcome back to the Porn Free, Shame Free Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Proctor. So glad that you guys um, dropped by to join us today. If uh, you followed our most recent podcast talking about um, just God's glory and His majesty, that God is majestic. Um, this is just going to be um, kind of a continuation of that today. And where we left off last time is that here's Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. And, and if you're new to the podcast, um, just a reminder that it's faith-based and that faith is based on the truth of God's word, the Bible, and we talk about the person of Jesus. Um, and so... Isaiah is a book in the Old Testament where a prophet of God, Isaiah, um, is given messages from the Lord that he is to deliver to God's people. And Isaiah 6, he encounters this, this vision of who God is. And what he sees is his glory and his holiness and his majesty. And if you pick it up in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, what Isaiah says is, Woe is me, I am undone. Or other translations, I am ruined. He says, mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I am a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. And mine eyes have seen the King. But then all of a sudden, it's not just about God's majesty. It's about this God who rescues. It's about this God who redeems, restores forgives. And we see that God is not only majestic, He's also Messiah. See, if I want to walk in freedom from pornography, if I want to walk in, other, in freedom from other aspects of sexual immorality, if I want to walk in freedom from sin, any kind of sin, if I want to walk in freedom from guilt, if I want to walk in freedom from shame, you know what happens with that? One thing and one thing only. It's the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ. And so what Isaiah had to see first is that he fell short of God's glory. He fell short of God's holiness. He said, I I can't do this. I'm undone. I'm ruined. Woe is me. But then those angelic beings in Isaiah 6 that were singing praises to Almighty God, you know what they do? Next thing you know, here they come. And one of them goes to an altar and takes a burning coal, a burning coal, coal out of the altar with tongs and he as and they do that with the tongs and they take the tongs holding the burning coal and they touch Isaiah's lips and here's what I want to tell you something that would hurt and he said with this thing that has touched your lips your guilt is removed and your sin is atoned for no more guilt No more shame. The moment I say yes to the person of Jesus Christ, the moment I understand that he is majestic, glorious God, but he's also Messiah, who came in the New Testament of the Bible is recorded. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is a story of Jesus in the New Testament, that he came, that he lived a perfect life as the Son of God, but also Son of Man, and that he lived a perfect life. And in living that perfect life, he then 
died a brutal death on the cross, being separated from God the Father, having all sin of mankind poured on him, God's wrath poured out, and that's how God's wrath is satisfied, in Jesus. That's how justice occurs. So as long as I receive what Jesus did, I don't face that wrath. I don't face that justice. And on the third day, Jesus rose again, and he conquered death, and he conquered hell, and he conquered sin. And some of you are watching this, and you're like, I've never heard anything like that before in my life. And I hope as you're watching that literally Jesus is drawing you to himself to commit your life to him. Some of you are watching this, and you're like, Josh, I've committed my life to Jesus, but I don't have power over pornography or shame. It has power over me. And here's what I'm going to tell you. In Jesus, that's not true. It may feel like that, and you may have to learn how to walk in this freedom that you have, but I'm telling you right now, in Jesus, I'm set free. And one of the things to help me realize that there's multiple things, but one of the things to help me realize that is to rest in the forgiveness I've been given, to rest in the fact that God is Messiah. Guys, let me tell you how cool this is. Some of you have heard this your whole life, some of you have never heard this, but it's cool every time I hear it. The very thing that Isaiah said was unclean is the very thing that was touched and cleansed. Because my life for a decade plus was overwhelmed with pornography and the shame that came with it. And now God has allowed me to speak into the lives of men and young men. And I'm not saying it's only a male issue in our culture, but God's call specifically to me is to speak into men and young men. And so the very thing that was unclean in my life, Jesus cleansed. And now I'm helping other people with it. That is the power of God. That is the power of the glory of God. All day, every day. He cleanses what was unclean. And how did he do it? It says that he removed the guilt and he atoned for the sin. If you go look in the Old Testament of your Bible, the third book, Leviticus, is all about the law that an Old Testament Israelite had to live under. And this was prior to Jesus coming. In Leviticus 16, there was this thing called the Day of Atonement. And a high priest would make sacrifice of an animal to atone for the sin, watch this, of himself, his family, and the whole nation. And you say, what is this atonement all about? It's we need someone to be a substitute. And so Jesus is that substitute. There's this doctrine in the New Testament. And it's called the doctrine of propitiation. Jesus 100% fulfills that and manifests that. You say, how? Because he atoned for our sin and satisfied the wrath of God. So I don't need a high priest once a year to atone for my sin and the sin of my family. Jesus has atoned, and all I have to do is receive that. You say, what is it that Jesus actually did? Well, um, if you would look at, um, in your Bible, 
if you would go over to 1 Peter chapter 2. It's a New Testament book. It's towards the very end of your Bible. It was written by one of my Jesus followers, Peter. And it basically talks about, in verse 24, that he bore our sin inside his body. Inside. You know, when, when Jesus was in the garden, and as, as recorded as in the gospel, excuse me, my eye was itching there. Um, y'all can laugh while you're watching because I can't ever uh, just keep going. I have to make notice to what I'm doing. <laughs> but if you look at the gospels, it talks about how Jesus would go to the Father right before his death and say, is there any way this can be done differently? And he literally said, let this cup pass from me. And I think the cup that's being referred to there is the cup of God's wrath. I don't think he was scared to die. There's many followers of Jesus who've been killed for their faith. And I really think they showed great courage in the midst of facing that death. I don't think Jesus was afraid. Maybe slightly afraid of death, but I don't think that was what was consuming him. I think what was consuming him was he didn't want the wrath of his father poured out on him as he drank our sin inside his body. There's a guy by the name of David Platt, and you can go on Google or you can go on YouTube and you can type in David Platt, and he has just tremendous teachings about the person of Jesus and other parts of Scripture. But one of the things I think he teaches the best is on this subject of how Jesus absorbed God's wrath. And he talks about Imagine that God's wrath was a lake and that was holding the wrath in in this lake, so to speak, is a dam and that Jesus is on the other side of the dam. And when Jesus, who lived a perfect life and then went to the cross to die a perfect sacrifice for us, for our sin, it's like what Platt says, when that happened and Jesus bore our sin inside his body, the sin of all humanity, Inside his body, it's like God smashed that dam with a sledgehammer and the lake was poured out on Jesus, the lake of God's wrath. And it didn't stop until Jesus had drank in every last drop. That's what Isaiah is talking about when he talks about sin being atoned for. Jesus absorbed the wrath that was meant for you and me because things like pornography and other aspects of sexual morality And all sin separate us from God. And we're subject to his justice and his wrath being poured out on us. But through Jesus, we don't have to experience that. You know what motivates me to not look at porn anymore? You know what motivates me to want to follow Jesus? What motivates me to want to live my life to honor him? It's because I'm forgiven in Jesus. And I can't believe he's Messiah. I couldn't see that if I didn't see how majestic he was. He's this majestic God who then rescues us as Messiah. So I'm going to leave you with several passages of Scripture I'm just going to blitz you with. When I was a kid, uh, I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor. And sometimes my dad would preach uh, and do things that would cause me to kind of want to slide under and hide where I was sitting, and maybe nobody would know. But the funny thing is, the very thing that I'm about to tell you is one of those things that Dad did that caused me to kind of want to hide. But I never forgot it. 
And I'm literally forever thankful to my father for using this illustration because it helps me remember that I am not bound by my sin. And I'm so thankful to Jesus for that. Psalm 103.12 says that God takes our sin and removes it as far as the east is from the west. Isaiah 38.17 says that God takes our sin and places them behind his back. We already established in our last podcast that God must be pretty big if his, if his hand can cover an entire man. If his hand is that big, how big is his back? Isaiah 43.25 says that God erases our sin and that an all-knowing God chooses to no longer remember them. Micah 7, 18 and 19 says that God puts sin underfoot and then throws them in the depth of the sea. Again, how big is God's foot? Well, if his hand can cover a man, I bet his foot's pretty big and can cover all of our sin. And then thrown in the depth of the sea. I mean, what are you thinking about there? I'm thinking Mariana Trench. Like dark, cold, cannot find it, cannot get to, it's gone. So this is what my dad used to do. Now, I'm going to do it slow as we video it. But he would do his hands like this. He said, God takes our sin as far as the east is from the west. I've never forgotten these hand motions. It says that God takes our sin and he puts them behind his back. It says that God takes our sin and that he erases them and remembers them no more. God takes our sin and puts them underfoot. Can't see my foot on the video, but puts them underfoot and then throws them into the depth of the sea. As far as the east is from the west, behind our back, he erases them. He remembers them no more. He puts them underfoot, and he throws them in the depth of the sea for the person who is in Jesus. So for a minute, let me talk to the person who's watching that who may not know Jesus. Maybe you're struggling with pornography or shame or something else, and you stumbled on this podcast. What I'm telling you right now is God is holy, and God is majestic, and we fall short. But God is loving, and God is kind. Romans 2 says that God's kindness leads us to him. Would you let right now God's kindness penetrate your heart? And would you go, man, Jesus could forgive that it's as far as the east is from the west and he can place it behind his back and it's erased and he remembers it no more. It's underfoot. It's thrown in the sea. It's gone. Nobody loves like that. And as you're watching this right now and, you don't, and, and if you don't know Jesus, would this be the moment that you say, Jesus, I give you control of my life? Because nobody's majestic like you, and nobody's Messiah like you, would you surrender your life to him? Some of you are watching this, and you have surrendered your life to him. And maybe you don't know you're that forgiven. It blows my mind that I watched pornography for a decade plus. And it's as far as the east is from the west in the mind of God. It's behind his back. He erases it. He doesn't remember it. Because he chooses not to. He puts it underfoot. 
and he throws it in the sea. So if you're watching this, and presently you are a follower of Jesus, you've surrendered your life to him, would you let him right now remind you that you are forgiven in Jesus, this majestic Messiah God? And would this forgiveness in Jesus motivate us and empower us to walk in freedom from porn and to know we are not our sin or our shame? Father God, thank you for the truth of the cross. God, thank you how you forgave. Thank you for Jesus' perfect life and his perfect sacrifice through his death. Thank you that he rose again, that he conquered death, that he conquered hell, that he conquered sin. God, thank you for stories like Isaiah where he can say, woe is me, and this is unclean, and the very thing that's not clean is the thing that you cleanse. God, thank you for stories that he shares that reminds us that our guilt can be removed and that our sin can be atoned for in the person of you, Jesus. God, for the person watching this that does not know you, would you draw them to yourself, even now, for them to commit their life to you? For the person watching this who just needs a deep reminder of your forgiveness, would you do that for them? And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, always remember this. Nobody loves like Jesus. His kindness leads us to him. And that's what empowers us to walk in freedom from things like porn and shame. Again, just God's blessings to you on your journey.